Welcome back to the second episode of Off the Record. I'm Kirsten Kroll, joined alongside Alexis Downey, and we are so excited to be back for another week. So many sports on. It's so great to be back. And thanks to everyone for following us on Twitter, subscribing to us on YouTube. It's been great to see those numbers go up and keep interacting with us because that's what we love. We love social media. Yeah, and not only that, but your guys' feedback has been great early on. It's been really exciting to know that you guys have also been enjoying the content we've been putting out in that first episode and seeing your guys' opinions on things, too. And that's what we want. We want you guys to tell us if you agree with us or disagree or just, you know, have at it. Tweet back at us on our Twitter and comment on our YouTube videos. That's what we're here for. We want to know what your guys' takes are on things, too, not just you listening to us ramble on about what we think <laughs> at otr sports talk that's our twitter but man it's been a busy week with sports nhl nba seasons rolling on march madness is right around the corner with selection sunday just under a month away and baseball season it's almost here it's hard to believe with all that snow on the ground how about that kirsten <laughs> you are telling me it's been feeling no joke, the temperature outside my house was negative 30 over the weekend. It's been freezing cold here. So I'm ready for spring. I've been counting down the days until pitchers and catchers report for spring training. I even texted some of my friends. Like, all I would say is pitchers and catchers report next week. I'm super <laughs> excited. I'm ready for baseball season. I've been talking about it for months. And, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it. And one of those things this week has been the snowstorm hitting Texas, the state of Texas. And a lot of sports have been uh, canceled and postponed. The Dallas Mavericks, Dallas Stars having to postpone their games because of weather. Not really something I ever saw coming. Yeah, that's not something that I ever would have imagined happening <laughs> either. I, it's funny because up here in Minnesota, we like to joke around about how other places across the country handle a little bit of snow or a little bit of freezing range because that's pretty normal up here. But the difference is we're prepared for it up here. Texas, not normal weather for them, not something they <laughs> ever let alone across the entire state being under a winter weather warning. And so, you know, prayers definitely go out to you guys. Stay safe. And for those of you who are under power outages, Make sure you're staying safe, staying warm, checking on your neighbors. It's serious. So until things can kind of get picked back up, definitely, definitely stay safe down there, you guys. But definitely did not imagine seeing hockey and basketball games get canceled down there. But honestly, it's better safe than sorry in those situations. Absolutely. And speaking of baseball, like we were just talking about what happened on social media today with the MLB. Um, if you are talking about the fan graphs, I have them pulled up yeah. right now and I want to take a little bit of a closer look. Personally, I really want to start by looking at the American League, something <laughs> I don't like right off the bat. Um, in the AL East, the Yankees having a 91.6% chance of winning that division. And in the AL West, I mean, I think a lot of people can relate when they say they just love to hate the Houston Astros right now. I am one of them after really? this past, yes, after this year's past playoffs. So the 2020 postseason when the Twins faced the Astros in the uh -huh. first round. 
Twins, of course, not being able to break their 18-year playoff losing streak. Of course they lost to the Astros. It's usually the Yankees. I mean, I was prepared for the Yankees, but not the Astros. But going away from what I don't like about these postseason odds, something that I love is that in the AL Central, the Twins have a 65.5% chance. They're high up there. So, uh, you know, we're going to manifest that energy. The Twins... (laughs) will be making a run in the postseason this year, and they will be breaking that 18-year postseason losing streak. Wow. And, you know, if you didn't see those statistics, fan graphs put them out um, about all the MLB's postseason odds. If you are a Baltimore Orioles fan, I am so sorry. You know, just don't even look at it. They gave them a 0% chance to make the postseason. You know, they haven't made the postseason for a few years. It's They've had quite a drought since they won their last World Series. But I just felt so bad when I saw that. But as a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, it did make me feel a little better to know that we have a 0.4% chance in the NL Central. So, I mean, what what do you do if you're an Orioles fan, I guess, besides just ignore that and hope for the best? That is when you come for people and you tweet <laughs> at them just being mad about this, saying, we have this, 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 and this. How dare you say this? And even if you look at, like, the AL West, for example, the Rangers have a 0.8% chance. So, again, not great, but there's a chance. Um, <laughs> another thing, too, that really doesn't surprise me is if you look at the National League and in the West division, the Los Angeles Dodgers, 96.7% chance of winning that division. And honestly, if – they didn't win. I would be really mad, especially with how much money they've spent on their roster, not only just their roster, but especially just how much they paid Trevor Bauer. So, I mean, like if you're talking about yep. <laughs> that kind of money around, you better be winning. Absolutely. And now if we had sponsors, this is where I would say we're going to step aside for a minute to hear a word from our sponsors, but we don't. But if you do, and Culver's, I'm talking about you, if you want to sponsor us, we're, we're available, we're ready for it. Um, but that being said, we're just going to step aside for a brief moment. But when we come back, I've been hearing there's a lot of drama going on around the National Football League. We'll tell you guys more. The National Football League has been at the forefront of the news over the past week, and the story has been the quarterbacks. I mean, there's so much going on in this offseason now with the Super Bowl over. And the first one that I want to talk about is Deshaun Watson with the Texans. He officially requested for a trade, but the Texans GM said that the team has zero interest in trading their franchise QB. So that kind of puts them in a really weird spot. And over the weekend on Twitter, Watson's marketing agent tweeted a photo of him in Miami with two Dolphins players. So it's almost like Is this a clue into his future? I know the Dolphins are a team that's been really interested in him. So seeing where Deshaun Watson lands in this offseason, it's it's going to be wild. Yeah, and you know, the second that the Super Bowl is over, it is 
arguably my favorite time of the year and I love to call it speculation season (laughs) and it's the time we have in between right after the Super Bowl up until training camp starts and even sometimes going into training camp and I think that this offseason is going to be no exception when it comes to that I think a lot of the drama we have going on is going to get drawn out for months from now and going off of this Deshaun Watson story it has been huge news for the past few weeks now I don't see the Texans giving him up and if they do it's not going to be without a fight it is he is the future of their franchise and especially too after they just released JJ Watt which Alexis I want to get your thoughts on (laughs) in a minute here but and I know there's a ton of teams Minnesota Vikings included, but it's not going to end up going to the Vikings that are very interested in Deshaun Watson. Uh, There's been rumors about possibly the biggest trade in NFL history for the Jets with Sam Darnold, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, all of them involved. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this situation plays out. But if I had to place my money on it, I would be very comfortable saying they're not going to get rid of Deshaun Watson, whether we all know he wants out, but I think they're going to have to figure something out and they're going to before the season starts. But especially too, after the Texans just released their franchise player, if you will, the face, not only of their organization, but Houston, Texas in general, JJ Watt, Alexis, I know you're a big JJ Watt fan. What are your overall feelings? Seeing that he officially parted ways with the Texans really didn't come as a surprise to me. Uh, But knowing that he is a free man and he could end up with his brothers in Pittsburgh is a really exciting thought. I do think it would be very difficult to uh, for the Steelers to sign him because of all the salaries and all the players they need to re-sign in this offseason, Juju, Bud Dupree. It's a lot of money that's riding in the organization. In addition to Big Ben, the question of him coming back, um, they had some retirements this this offseason already in Vance McDonald and Marquise Pouncey, which is going to free up some space, but not sure if it's going to be enough to sign a big man like J.J. Watt. I have seen where the Packers could be a potential landing spot, which would be really cool because that is his home state. But um, I'm happy for him. And, you know, I, I want the best for him as a fan. Um, but seeing him also potentially in Chicago would be a cool thing as his wife plays for the Chicago Red Stars. So they might be the new face of the Chicago sports teams. I'm not sure. But I, I'm excited to see where JJ ends up. And I think it's safe to say this is going to be a situation that us here on Off the Record are going to be following very closely. So that being said, we'll keep all of you guys posted. But another thing that I wanted to add in, you see a lot of players when they leave teams, sometimes they don't leave on the best note. I would like to say I do think J.J. Watt went out in a very respectful way. You know, I don't always know how formal it is when this is being done. Obviously, a sensitive situation And the Texans didn't want to let him go, but obviously that respect there to let him kind of move into the next phase of his career, try to get a Super Bowl ring, but him meeting with the owner and his family to talk about him leaving. And then his personal message that he sent out on his Twitter last week, announcing why he was leaving and how he wanted the fans to hear it from him first. I really, really liked the way he left. And I think it just goes to show his character and how respectful of a person he is 
I think it's safe to say there's no hard feelings on anyone in Houston, even though they would have loved him to stick around. But another interesting thing, if I had to put money on it again, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up on the Steelers. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity to play with his brothers. A lot of people have said that's just something you don't pass up, something super special. I could see him or even his brothers taking a pay cut in order to make that happen. That could be an interesting situation, but also too, JJ Watt, a big family guy. I could see him maybe wanting to try in Chicago to be with his wife more since she does play pro soccer there. So it's going to be interesting. And I think it's <laughs> safe to say there's a lot of people interested in JJ Watt. Now there's Definitely. another, there's another story too about another player who apparently is really unhappy in his current situation. And that is Russell Wilson, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. This is what I found interesting. I was watching NFL Live last week. Marcus Spears was talking about this. And apparently Russell Wilson in an interview was calling out his offensive line, saying he had no protection and was tired of getting sacked so much. And that's just, I don't play football, but hearing even the reactions, that's just something you don't do. You are the face of that locker room. You are the leader. Not only do you not put your teammates under the bus like that, you're just kind of putting them on blast, not only in front of the team, but for the whole world to see. And you know, people are talking about it. What impression do you think, Alexis, that leaves if you're one of Russell Wilson's teammates, let alone on that offensive line? Well, if I am his left tackle and I'm putting all my energy into protecting him all these games and my man says, you know what, I, I'm not for it anymore. Um, I, I'm tired of being sacked, like you mentioned. I'm, I'm angry. I'm really upset. You know, we, you, they spend so much time together, the O-line and the quarterback, because they are almost the soldiers for the quarterback. They're the ones like you said, on the front lines. And um, I, I would be really, I would be really upset with that if I was one of uh, his O-line. And I think it's, it's really not something you want to be in the locker room around. I mean, how is that going to change the chemistry between the guys and, you know, as the coach for Pete Carroll, the coach, like, how is he going to handle that? It, it's, it adds a lot of layers to the situation. I agree completely. And, you know, maybe it's his way of trying to weasel his way out of Seattle. But this personally, I don't know if it's something that you saw coming, Alexis, but I was kind of taken back when I saw or heard about this playing out that he wanted out. I mean, you know that ever since they won that Super Bowl years back, they've kind of been falling short of the goal. You know, exit in the first round of the playoffs kind of team is what they've been. But especially with that young talent, you think that they would figure out something and that Russell would want to stay there and try to figure it out. But everything that I'm hearing, it keeps getting more interesting as the days go on. And I had heard there is another team he potentially has interest in playing for. Stay with us because we're going to get back to that a little later on in the show. And I'm really curious to know not only what you guys watching think, but Alexis, what your take on it is going to be as well. But another thing that has been a subject of a little bit of controversy is the NBA All-Star Game. The NBA originally said, no, not this year. We're not going to do it. And then later changed course and planned the NBA All-Star Game in Atlanta for March 7th this year. So next month, it's coming up really quick. A lot of notable players 
disagree with All-Star being played, such as LeBron James, Giannis, and Carl Anthony Towns. They said we shouldn't be having one. And one comment that really I just kind of have thought a lot about is Carl Anthony Towns. He recently was sidelined for a couple of weeks with COVID-19. He recently just made his return a few nights ago here in Minnesota. And he has been to hell and back with COVID-19 as well. So if anyone knows how brutal it can be, it is him, especially after losing his mom to conflicts with the virus back this spring. So, you know, I, I side with Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think there should be an NBA all-star game this year. And I want to know the reasoning behind why they are. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is the money, I was going to say, I've got your answer. (laughs) How much money are they even making from this event this year? That's what I want to know. Is it really worth it? Well, when you look at past all-star games, um, specifically last year was in Chicago and I had the opportunity to cover a lot of the events that surrounded it. Um, It brings in so many fans, sneaker events, uh, the dunk contest. There's so much buzz in the city. So having just this one night for this all-star game in March and really cutting it down to this, it almost shortens the excitement of it. Um, I can understand where players don't want to play in it. It's a risk to them, not only with COVID, but with potential injuries. So having the game is definitely a money decision. And also to note, the players get half of the revenue from the game. So again, they're going to be the ones earning some of the money as well. So, I mean, for players like LeBron, he doesn't need more money. A lot of these high paid athletes might not want the money, but they might. So I think it's, it's an interesting decision by the league, but as far as a business decision that that's why it was made. And you know, even too, I don't know the logistics of it, but do you know what percentage of fans they can even have in the arena to watch this event? Yeah. So actually Sham Sharania, who is a coworker of mine, one of the big NBA insiders, uh, he tweeted out that players are only allowed four guests per person. So there's really not going to be anyone there. And the players have to travel to the event via private transportation. So they have to get to these, this game on a private jet or a car or however, wherever they are in the country. So that's an expense. I'm not sure if that'll be paid personally or if that would be paid by the team or the league necessarily. Um, But that's, I mean, there's the energy is not going to be what it normally is kind of like we saw with the NBA bubble. I mean, the energy there was completely different. You could hear the sneakers on the court. Like you never hear that in a normal uh, basketball game usually, but um, they're also going to have a three point competition competition prior to game, as well as having that dunk contest at halftime. So they're really packing in the events. The players really don't have much time off when they're there. It's going to be interesting to see in the couple of weeks that we have left leading up to it, what the reactions are going to be and to even see how this progresses even more. But I guess we'll just have to stay tuned. That's the the theme of this past year. Just wait and see. Absolutely. Now we're going to take another minute to step aside. But when we come back, we will have your favorite segment (laughs) of the week. 
coming up. And we have some really, really interesting topics to debate. So stay with us. Welcome back. We've made it to our favorite segment of the show, on or off. One of us will say a statement and the other will decide whether it's on, meaning they agree or off. All right, Kirsten, boat parades are here to stay. Definitely on. I mean, this could get a little bit interesting too. If you look at Tampa, I I don't see them going back to a regular parade. Maybe they add the regular parade in addition to the boat parades, but the boat parades to me just seem so fun. They make me want to be on a boat. Absolutely. I think they're here to stay. They seem like a lot of fun and you get a good tan in the process it looks like. Um, I actually was talking to a friend this past week and he asked me, well, we don't live by an ocean here in Minnesota, but what would the Vikings do if they won a Super Bowl or the next championship a Minnesota team wins? How are they going to celebrate a parade or what? Like snowmobiles and ice? <laughs> if they wanted, they could do a boat parade on Lake Superior. I mean, I don't think it gets more Minnesotan than that. It's If the Vikings were to do it, it'll be freezing cold. But I think it would still be really cool. Absolutely. I, I would agree with this 100%. The Super Bowl parade looked so fun. I had so much FOMO. Even though Tom Brady was there, I I think he stole the show that day on social media. Uh, and I think that they are here to stay, but maybe just for the teams in the South and Florida. Uh, if they brought one to Chicago, I wouldn't be mad about that because there is the Chicago River, so they could do it on the river in Chicago. But I, it was pretty cool to watch two of those over the past year. Yeah, and speaking about Tom Brady, I want to try whatever that avocado tequila was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Best life that day. But that's going to bring us into our next topic for on or off. Gonzaga will go undefeated the rest of the season. Alexis, on or off? So this is a pretty bold thing to say, but at the same time, I don't... I don't think it's that bold because we are so far in the basketball season. Um, I agree with this. They only have two regular season games left, two conference games, um, St. Mary's and San Diego. St. Mary's is probably gonna be their hardest contest, but Gonzaga is unbelievable. There is a reason they are ranked number one in the country. Yes, Baylor is number two, and there's a lot of debate between those two teams, which is the better team. Maybe Baylor has faced better competition. Gonzaga had a lot of COVID issues and had a lot of games canceled, but Gonzaga, I'm so excited to see them when March Madness starts. Yeah, it's coming up quicker than we think. Maybe this would be a bold take, but I could see Gonzaga getting a big upset during March Madness. I don't know if I see them winning the championship because there's always those big Cinderella stories in March Madness. Oh, yeah. I think there could be a Cinderella story waiting to happen with who Gonzaga faces to maybe ruin really, their season. You really can't X that out because March Madness is named that for that reason. 
But switching back to football, I know you are a fan of the Cowboys. So Dak Prescott is going to sign with another team this season or this year. Off. Um, this is this is what Jerry Jones does. There's another recent story that just came out. There's a lot of things getting thrown around, but there's a couple of things I really want to bring to attention with this topic. One is that Jerry Jones says that there's another high caliber quarterback who is interested in playing in Dallas. And that is Russell Wilson that I'm hearing. So it makes that quarterback carousel, quarterback controversy during the NFL speculation season that much more interesting. And I am that much more invested in seeing how this all goes. Right now, it just seems so crazy. Everything is up in the air. So Russell Wilson adding a little more, you know, sticks to the fire is just, I think, really interesting to me. And the fact that Jerry Jones brought that up when asking, when somebody asked about Dak Prescott. Now, the other thing that I found really interesting is somebody reported that Dak Prescott had followed the Washington football team on Instagram. Why you would follow? (laughs) Yes, it's really digging deep, but this is what we do as reporters. We find these little things and we blow them up and we talk about them. And so we're doing that same thing right here. <laughs> Why would you follow a division rival on Instagram? What is what is the purpose? Now, whether he unfollowed Dallas, I don't think he did. I didn't look that close into it. I just heard that he followed Washington. And especially when he's potentially in a contract year, definitely raises some eyebrows. I just think though, all of this at the end of the day, and I've been following this team since I was in elementary school. This is what Jerry Jones does. The Dallas Cowboys always stir up a ton of controversy. Dak wants to get paid. So doing these little mini things that you know people are gonna talk about is gonna get you buzzing, gonna get your name in conversations. Everyone knows Dak should get paid. We saw how much he was worth this past season when he went down with his ankle injury, which was season ending. We saw the Cowboys struggle after that. Dak Prescott is their franchise quarterback. Jerry Jones and the rest of the world knows it. Dak isn't going anywhere. Okay, well, you certainly know more about the situation than I do, but I know the Cowboys always seem to find their way into the headlines of the media because they are America's team. So this story will definitely be in the headlines for a while. It's another one that's gonna stretch out way into the off season, right up until the (laughs) beginning in typical Cowboys fashion. And you best believe I'll keep bringing this topic up in the show. Keep me posted. Yes, and I will. (laughs) <laughs> this is going to lead us in to our final honor off. Alexis, will we see snow during the NHL outdoor games this weekend? You know, with the way the weather has been, I want to say on, but for the amount of games that have been played outside in the little amount of snow that there really has been, I think I'm going to say off for that reason. It's going to be close though. So I, I'm going to say off, but I hope there is. (laughs) I'm going to say just because people would want there to be snow, the universe is going to say, no, you can't have that. So there's not going to be snow. I will say I would die to be out on Lake Tahoe watching a hockey game. Just the pictures that they've shown of it, it looks so cool. And I want to be there. Unbelievable. There's a bonus question I have for you. The 
Vegas Knights debuted those gold chrome helmets. Alexis, on or off? I'm going on. It's a big controversy on social media, but here's my reason. I think they're flashy. They're something that the NHL can talk about. The NHL is always looking for new ways to market themselves. So getting that conversation going is never a bad thing. They do kind of remind me of the University of Notre Dame's college hockey helmets. They're slightly different gold, but I think they're so cool. I love them. I don't know if they're a distraction to the players, the referees, but I will definitely go on. Alexis, I'm not a player. I am just somebody who scrolls through Twitter and sees things. I saw a picture. I was distracted and I'm not on the ice. <laughs> I hate them. I think they're so oh. ugly. But I don't know why I think that they're so ugly because I look at the LA Kings when they had their silver chrome helmets that I think debuted in the stadium series last year. Those looked slick. Maybe it's just, I don't like gold. The LA or the Vegas Knights, it was so distracting. I thought it looked so tacky. I hated it. But for whatever reason, it was okay when the LA Kings did it with their silver chrome ones. So I liked that one, but I hate the Vegases. Very interesting. And you know, one of the things too, like we mentioned last week, the teams are going to be wearing their reverse retro jerseys. So I wonder what, you know, the gold, the chrome helmet and that reverse retro together outside would look like. I don't think they're wearing the helmets on Saturday, but I would love to see it. Obviously, you might not, but it could be a little distracting if the sun is out, especially. So I guess that would be a reason not to wear them on Saturday. If they wear them on Saturday, I will have some choice words and you will be <laughs> hearing from me. But you guys, that's going to do it for episode number two of Off the Record. Thank you all so much for joining us. And if you're not already, make sure on our YouTube channel to hit subscribe. And on Twitter, follow us at OTR Sports Talk. We want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think. That's going to do it. I've been Kirsten Kroll, and this has also been Alexis Downey. We'll see you guys next time.